Welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today, we are doing the 12 Days of Odefo. We are on day seven, and we are talking about the 1920. So, Josh, lead us in, man. On the seventh day of Odefo, Whiskey Row gave to me the highest proof whiskey that Whiskey Row puts out. At 115 proof, Old Forester 1920 Prohibition style. Uh, so this came out, uh, I guess, based originally on Prohibition 1920. Uh, things were a little hotter, not not proofed down, not watered down, as Scott would say, maybe. Um, Tyler, you want to start us out and just tell us a little bit about 1920? I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. That the, It's all in the name, Prohibition style, and the fact that... We were around during Prohibition being sold as medicinal whiskey. This is more along the lines of what you would have gotten in Old Forester medicinal whiskey during Prohibition. Uh, Not in terms of, um, you know, cost. Well, actually, cost is roughly the same. You know, those those little pints that you could get during Prohibition were 3 and $4 at the time, which is... Fifty to sixty dollars in in today's uh, today's money, and that's for a pint. Um, so, price relatively the same, maybe not quite as uh, as old, depending on where you were sourcing from. But you know, uh, it was tough times. People had uh, headaches and stubbed toes, and uh, you think today is bad, but that great hangnail epidemic of the nineteen twenties, where you know, six million people or so had to get prescribed medicinal whiskey to make sure their little hangnails didn't get infected. And, uh, and this is, you know, you, you needed a high proof whiskey for all those ailments, so to speak. So, uh, 115 proof is where we're at, but this one, you know, I, I don't think it drinks as that it does, you know, it's got a little more heat to it, but, um, this one takes just a little bit of getting into, introduce yourself to it, and let it introduce itself to you. And it is just a fantastic um, higher proof expression. It's a lot of people's favorite in our lineup that we make. I think this one actually just got, uh, uh, what did uh, Mr. Fred Minnick call it, the best everyday bourbon of 2020? He uh, he selected this one in a blind taste test recently. So I think this tons one just, of accolades. Yeah. just won the 2020 San Francisco World Spirits competition with a double gold medal. That as well, yeah. And it is a, it's a great whiskey. Now, when I, you guys know, I like the lower proof a little bit, so I poured a glass of this and take the first drink and it does make me want to cough a little bit because it you know that that high proof kind of hits you in the back of the throat but very smooth on the front of the the palate um not a whole lot of heat up front the heat gets you in your throat kind of the back of your mouth but not not going down it's not a burn down it's all it's all in the mouth kind of but this one's got a really um I want to call it a strong maple syrup aroma to me. Uh, a little different than, you know, our previous, you know, big caramel smells and aromas or fruity aromas. But I don't get a whole lot of fruit out of this one. A lot of maple syrup. You get maple syrup. Hmm. Maybe I, I was just thinking about pancakes. Yeah, I've always <clears throat> called this one, I call it dessert in a glass. And it's different for everyone, uh, but confectionery definitely. I always get, especially if I pull my nose just slightly away from the glass, uh, so I'm not completely in, down in there, um, chocolate 
and then it turns into a Russell Stover gift box for me. It is chocolate and caramel, chocolate and cherries, chocolate and toffee, chocolate and graham cracker. It is just, you know. I, I could definitely come up with a graham cracker kind of flavor to this. Yeah, I was going to say, like, ginger. To me, this is like a gingerbread cookie. I mean, that's that's what this reminds me of. It's got those baking spices. It's got that sweetness to it. Um, it's got enough spice in it. To me, in, 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 and I think, Tyler, you mentioned this on, like, day two or three or something like that that you know it's a, it's a collarbone like it, it the heat comes in and it gives you that kentucky hug but all the heat stays north of the collarbone so it's all kind of mouth and the top part of your throat but it's a it's just such a great great finish on this bourbon I mean, it, but it's got a because of that 115 proof it's got enough heat that it does get you get you a little warm this is a this is a winter whiskey is what i would call this for sure like where the, where the 1910 is definitely a summer whiskey this is a Something you're going to want to drink in the fall, in the winter, just to keep you warm, you know, give you that little hug, things like that. But but I love the fact that you said it was medicinal. Do you think if, it, Josh, you, you know my wife, do you think if I was to, you know, tell her that the doctor prescribed 1920 for me that she'd let me drink like every day, like a whole bunch of it? Absolutely. And we'll ask Tyler to write you a prescription for it that you can give your wife when you get home. I don't and know. She'll believe it. So she, she knows that we're doing this with Tyler. Maybe we should have like Andy or somebody else in the gift shop write me a, write me a. I'd, I'd like Andy to write me a prescription for some birthday bourbon. Then maybe she could sell me one at the same time. Absolutely. <laughs> no, um, this one's a, a different whiskey, um, different to me all around, but very good. Um, it's got, I don't know. I think you're picking up some marshmallows in this thing and the finished toasted marshmallows in it. Um, I would work my way up to this one. So if our listeners were just coming in as kind of fairly new whiskey drinkers, yeah, this I, w- is something I wouldn't start I you out on this one. Yeah, you definitely want to work your way up to this one. I think that I would tell you to probably start with the 1910, then go to the uh, the bottled and bond, the 1897, right? Is that right? Yep, that's yeah. right. And then, uh, and then try this after that. That way, you're kind of worked your way up, improve, and um, gives you a, a little bit of aspect of. Because honestly, you're right. It's kind of almost like a nice mixture between those two bottles. Like you got some of those uh, spicy notes, and but you do get some of that sweetness and things like that from the 1910 as well. So, if we were to drink uh, the whiskey row series in an appropriate order i think the way we've done it has been by age by the year statement on the the label you know the brand of it 1870 then 1897 and then 1910 and 1920 however if you were drinking these uh, and you wanted to truly kind of drink through them i would probably go 1870 1910 1897 and then 1920 so you're drinking your way up in proof and we didn't do that, but we also spread this out over four different days of drinking. So uh, this would be the last one I'd come to, and this would be one that I would recommend to one of our, our listeners that's maybe a lower proof, put an ice block in it. But take a little sip of it first without putting it on water, without putting it on ice. Uh, figure out where it's good for you, but it is complex too. It's a very so, complex. So I put a couple of drops of water in this just to kind of see how it changed it up. Cause like you, you know me, I like hot. I like it, you know, as close to that high numbers as possible. Once again, like the one thing that uh, that seems to resonate with old Forrester is those couple of drops really bring out the, that high rye. You know, it gives you that a little bit more of that spicy flavor. I get now I'm getting some of the cinnamon. I'm getting some of those earthy tones. Um, 
maybe like a piece of like, I, I can't, I can't tell if it's a pecan or if it's a walnut, but there's some kind of like nutty flavor that's in there. But, uh, it, it just, it, it, it just floors my mind on how much the, the changing, how much the flavor changes whenever you just add just a drop or two of water to these things. I, I agree with you. Uh, absolutely. Uh, good whiskey. Um, you know, don't start out on this if you're new to new to bourbon or new to Old Forester because I don't want it to turn you off. It takes a little time to evolve into this, but a no. be- beautiful drink. I agree with you 100%. This is not the one I would just dive into right away. I would not go grab this bottle as the first one I, that I was ever going to try. I mean, you would because you like heat, but you're also an I, experienced drinker. I'm saying I wouldn't advise that to, to, to a novice drinker. Let me rephrase right. that. And that's, you know, it, that happens sometimes in the, in the wine world, in the beer world too. You know, uh, a 130 IBU IPA gets huge ratings or 115 proof bourbon gets huge ratings, double gold San Francisco. If you're an amateur and you see that, well, Hey, that's the whiskey for me. That's what I want the best. And you jump right into that and, uh, you are very sharply surprised if you haven't worked your way into it. She wasn't ready comes to mind. So I was at a, a local, uh, local bar and restaurant yesterday and they had four uh, four beers that they brewed themselves. So we drank through the four different beers. But I started out with, they called it a Belgian or a Belgium beer. Was that the Sunshine? Uh, I think so. And this thing was so damn bitter. I did not. Oh, it's not the Sunshine. Then. No, I don't remember what it was called. I, I drank through it and, you know, it just made me want to pucker my face up the whole time. And Tyler's comment there made me think, you know, had if someone had recommended that to me and it was my first beer, I would have been like, you know what? Screw I'm, you. I'm never drinking beer again. <laughs> I don't need to drink beer. I'll just go back to drinking some Miller Lite water or something. But uh, That's not beer. That's <laughs> <well>, water. <laughs> but this was, uh, you know, we finally worked around to beer number four, which was my favorite, a nice stout beer. So, so, so Tyler, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, go off on a little bit of a tangent here. I know we're supposed to be talking about the, the 1920 here, but, uh, recently didn't Old Forrester release a, uh, birthday bourbon barrel, like stout type beer. Tell us a little bit more about that piece. We did very exciting. Um, we were fortunate to partner with Goose Island up in Chicago and we, we gave them a certain amount of our birthday bourbon barrels from 2019. And if you are a, uh, a beer fanatic, you know, barrel aged stouts are, are a huge thing. You can age those beers two to five years. Uh, they're deep, rich, chocolatey, just beautiful, uh, stout expressions. And, and this is the first beer to my recollection that, you know, we're publicizing that it's been aged in birthday barrel, birthday bourbon barrels. So, um, it, it was released around the country a few weeks ago. We are we did a release actually today, just a surprise release for repeal day at the distillery. There might be uh, a day or so um, between now and Christmas that we do another release here at the distillery. So just kind of keep your eyes peeled for that. But uh, yeah, just a great collaboration. I think we've done... Uh, two different beers with them with old Forester barrels. And this one's, this one's an exciting one to try birthday bourbon age so Imperial style. I can't wait to try it. I picked one up and I'm going to go cool it, chill it. I picked one up today. I'm going to go back and chill it. And that sucker may get drank tomorrow. Flash chill it in the freezer and drink it tonight. Uh, and you're going to uh, wait till tomorrow. I might wait till tomorrow. I, I don't know. I've been drinking whiskey. 50 bucks says that's gone tonight. 
Man, I had a KBS stout the other night. I was trying to get myself in dark beer world right now, and I had a KBS the other night. That is just really good. I, I, yeah. I forgot how much I enjoyed stout beer. We, we, we need to talk to whoever does your all's barrel program and see if we can't uh, coordinate a, some kind of a barrel with uh, one of our favorite distillers. I mean, one of our favorite brewers, uh, Donum Day over in New Albany. Because uh, Rick makes some of the, my favorite beer in the area. so He's got a Coffee Crossing Stout, if I recall right. Coffee yes. Crossing Stout, which is my favorite of his. Yep, and I think that would go marry into a nice birthday, into a, some kind of, not, it doesn't even have to be a birthday bourbon, but I think in, the, in a bourbon barrel, oh, that yeah. coffee that he's bringing off the, the actual coffee, because I think what he does is he takes a barrel, they put coffee into it, Nice. Age the coffee in the in the bourbon barrel, and then they age that into that. So I mean, it's it's just a crazy good, you know, thing. So so I, as you all can tell, this is the higher proof whiskey because we've um, loosened up a little bit because we drank something a little higher proof and became a little more fluid. And now we're completely off topic talking about other crap that Scott wanted to talk about instead of Old Forester. Sorry, man. My bad. My bad. I got <laughs> I, you know. Uh, I'm just kidding with I you. I love bourbon. I love what goes with bourbon, and I love Old Forester, so I, I start, apologize for going off on a tangent. I'll start talking about White Castle pretty soon. Dude, so. we, I would eat White Castle right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, here we are, Old Forester 1920 Prohibition Style, 115 proof. It's the lighter blue tax strip if you're looking at the store. Beautiful whiskey. Tell us how they can find Bourbon Barrel Talk, Josh. You can find it on all the tweeters and Instagrams and Facebook, Bourbon Barrel Talk. Search it. Look for it. BourbonBarrelTalk.com. Subscribe. Download. What's your What's your favorite medium to listen to our podcast on? Uh, Are you an Apple podcast guy? I like Google? Yes, I'm an Apple person. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, if you don't like Apple, you don't like Google, we use Stitcher, we use Spotify, so you can find us on any of those mediums as well. This is Scott, Josh, and Tyler signing off.